Suzuki. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Freddy? Spaghetti? Did you actually burn your tongue? No, I didn't. Um, it was it was, hot. it was hot to the touch. Yeah. So when I was holding it, you that was your hot. fingers? <laughs> well, it was really hot to like continue holding, and then it was hot in my mouth, and so it was just like hot everywhere. Did you go like this? No. <laughs> I didn't. But when Tom gave me a goodbye kiss, and he was like, oh my god, I feel like I just oh, ate garlic. a garlic knot. Garlic oh. mouth. It's like, that is insane. That's what they call you, garlic mouth tiff. <laughs> um, okay. Welcome to the Fargon Conclusion Podcast, covering every episode of the FX TV show Fargo. My name is Tiffany. And I'm Cody, and this week we're talking about Season 1, Episode 8, The Heap. Cody, what part of the gun do you want on your slice of the cake? <laughs> oh boy, the butt. The butt? <laughs> I think I'd go for, like, the bullet, because yeah. you get less frosting, right? Yeah. You're just, like, a little... Yeah, and, like, fondant. Nobody like. How do you say that word? Fondant? Fondant? fondant. Nobody likes that shit. I don't think it was made out of fondant. No, it was, it was real frosting? I assume so. Well, it looked like it was, you know, just like piped on there. Well, good for Molly. So, yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know if she got the the best part of that cake either, but... Bill probably took the best part. Some people really like the corners of cakes to get mm. like the edge of frosting, but frosting is usually the least exciting part to me. What type of cake do you get for your birthday? Like an ice cream cake ice cream or something. Cake. Yeah. Right. But my birthday is coming up next week. Yes. And um, I want to like make myself a cake <laughs> because I've been wanting to make cakes and that sounds fun and that's a good excuse <laughs> to like make a cake. But uh, Tom thinks that's sad to make yourself a birthday cake. <laughs> so. Um, is it? If you want to. It's not. It's like if you had to. If that was the only option you had to eat cake on your birthday, that's sad. But if you just want to, that's not sad. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't care to, so much to eat cake that I would even request, like, someone go buy me a cake or something. If, since you're here now, back in town with, uh, near family, like, if you, if you hadn't had this plan of making your own cake, would your mom just make you one? I don't know if she would make me a cake. I think she, like, she might have offered, but usually, you, like, they buy, like, an ice cream cake. Okay, oh, they'll buy you an ice cream cake, alright, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, I think that... <laughs> In my family, it's pretty agreed upon that the Dairy Queen ice cream cake is the best mm. cake. Um, so that's what that's what you got to do. I get yellow cake every year. Hmm. Just like yellow it? with chocolate frosting. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's the best cake, I think. Interesting. But ice cream cake is like a whole different level. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't expect to go on a tangent <laughs> at the very start of this episode. We're doing good. I the cake in the episode though I was like I'm I want cake now. Like, you, well, yeah, you I made was yourself a cake. I was hankering for a cake <laughs> during that scene. So, all right, let's get started with some episode details. Uh, this episode aired on June third, twenty fourteen. Written by same old same old Noah Hawley. Who? And Scott Winnett from last week was the director. He directed this episode as well. There were some really fun shots in mm -hmm. this in this episode. Weird episode. Very weird. It's a lot of um, like there's a lot more scenes. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're cutting between everyone and you're jumping mm -hmm. around a lot and. You know, when you think about the pacing of something, like, where do you introduce a one-year time jump? And you don't really think, like, a little over halfway into the episode, I think it was. I didn't know it was happening this episode. I know I knew it happened, yeah. but I wasn't expecting it when it happened in this one. I thought it was, like, 
next episode or something. Yeah, in the like notes of the list of scenes, it's kind of towards the end, but you still get quite a lot mm -hmm. in that time jump. Um, so, and you get like multiple Molly scenes, which doesn't seem the Bill scene doesn't seem necessary <laughs> either. But you know, oh, with the sun, yeah, that we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, um, this is also a oddly happy episode too, don't you think? Yeah, I was very worried that something like terrible was gonna happen <laughs> throughout, and then I was like, oh, it's just fine. Everything's we're doing good, and everyone's happy. The end. <laughs> yeah, if this would you, how mad would you be if this was the last episode? If that's just how it ended. I had, I think it could be okay, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I guess with Fargo, I'm used to things being a little bit more explosive, yeah. but I think the ending shot with Lester uh, seeing Lauren, like I think that you could interpret that as a lot of in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. and so it could give you this and maybe if it was edited slightly differently it could give you a little bit of a sense that like lester may, may be on the up and up right now but he might not be <laughs> you know for long <laughs> because I, lauren would do something about it yeah and which i i love because you audibly gasped when you realized that was really popular <laughs> you <laughs> I just didn't expect it. I don't know what, what the more I can say there. Yeah, I think right before that, too, you said, like, do you think Lauren's a proud papa or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you just wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, no new cast, I think. I mean, there's a couple of people that are semi-notable, I guess, but towards the end, yeah. but I don't, I don't recognize them from anything else no speaking lines from one of our yeah okay so we can jump into them yeah. next week mm -hmm. okay you ready to break it down yeah okay laundry machines washing machine laundry machine washing you machine you say washing machine well because laundry is washing and drying okay so you have your washer and your washer dryer. and your dryer so washing machine factories yeah for the intro Nice little... I was like, what are they making? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, is this like a gun factory? Uh, but washing machine is way better. Yeah. And I think it really sells the sells us on the washing machine mm -hmm. metaphor with, with Lester that we... The cycle of life. <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, they're making brand new washing machines. I was going to say laundry machine again. But, uh, and Lester gets one delivered. And the delivery man takes it down to his little basement, which I thought um, the the fish poster is gone from the wall in this scene, too. So he took that down, and I think he patched up the hole in the wall, too. Oh, good for him. So he's he's moving on, and uh, the, the delivery man actually says that... <laughs> His old washing machine that uh, they they turned out to be turned out to be lemons. So this whole this whole fucking thing. Yeah. If he had just bought a different washing a better washing machine. Yeah. He could have been somewhere else completely right now. Yeah, it's it's really interesting <laughs> that you know like she seemed um, Pearl seemed to kind of blame Lester for the like mm -hmm. the lack of quality of that. Uh, washing machine but like machine. maybe it, it's just like this random bit it wasn't made for yeah. very long and he just happened to get it and <laughs> he internalized like the the quality of the washing machine is the quality of mm -hmm. him and his life and his marriage 
and or at least that's what Pearl kind of projected. Causes you to murder. <laughs> yeah. And we get to, there's a lot of fun cinematography stuff going on in the, this little intro with like the with the you know the making of the washing machines and then we see Lester flip around like he's, while he's watching his washing machine and then that turns into Kitty's cup of coffee. Yeah, I like how he's like <laughs> sitting on the floor <laughs> like a like um, that '70s show like yeah joint session <laughs> you know like the the circle. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And so we end up with uh, Kitty and Kitty's at Lester's, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know they're having a nice little talk <laughs> after Lester finished mas- finishes masturbating to his new washing machine. Um, Gordo's lawyer is going to get his charges reduced to probation, so that's nice. And she doesn't give a shit about Chaz being in prison. He, he had secretly bought a timeshare in a boat. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I'm kind of curious to hear more about what could have come out about Chaz at this yeah. point, because he seemed like kind of a, a shitty person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was even thinking about how, um, I think, I don't know if it was the last episode, but the one where he got arrested and he's mm-hmm. talking about like, oh, the strippers and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then seeing uh, Lester in Vegas. And it's like, oh, now you're that dude. Yes. You're, I was like, is he going to be talking to some dude about a blumpkin? Like, <laughs> Don't put it past him. Because you don't cheat on Miss Hubbard County. Mm-mm, you do not. That's what Kitty says. And um, yeah, I guess she has to sell every, She's did, did she say she has to sell like everything to pay the legal bills for Gordon? Yeah. Which is kind of, which is pretty sad. There's another yeah. victim. Yeah. I, uh, unknowing victim. I do really like that, uh, she is like, oh, how dare Chaz (laughs) cheat on me? And, like, just zero real concern about the the murder part. Yeah, Lester almost has to remind her that (laughs) he quote unquote killed his wife. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you did you think that that they were gonna smash in this scene? Mm. Were you concerned? I wasn't concerned that it would happen in this scene, yeah. but I was concerned that it maybe he would start hitting on her <laughs> and that, you know, like by the end of the episode, they would be hooking up. I I still wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to find out that he did hook up with her by, yeah. you know, like in that one year time. <laughs> oh God. And they're like super awkward. And um, I think Kitty ends up giving Lester Chaz's hunting gear. And she tells him, you deserve it, Lester. All good things you deserve. Oh, Doesn't he, though? Yeah. <laughs> he deserves nothing. Gets a nice little kiss on the cheek from her as mm. she's leaving. Yep. And uh, we get a little montage of Lester throwing away all Pearl's bullshit. <laughs> as, as a minimalist with, like, anxiety around clutter, mm. I was just like, oh, thank yeah, getting rid of the dumb motivational posters. Like, well, spoon and even, collection. Even like the yeah, spoon I hate. Fuck I that. I hate random collections of things. Uh <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I don't hold sentimental value for those things. <laughs> um but you know, even all the different surfaces just seem like really cluttered mm-hmm. and just him like wiping it off. I'm like, oh just into a trash can. Yeah. Uh it's like ASMR for you. <laughs> yeah. It was it was really good. Um Your but, sewing machine. Yeah. So everything that would remind you of uh your hammering victim. 
I mean... The clothes out yeah. of the closet, finally. I mean, okay, so, like, when someone... When someone dies, mm -hmm. you do want to, like, clean up their stuff eventually. That's, like, a thing that, you know, even if you really loved the person, you would still likely get rid of their clothing and, you know, yeah. personal items at some point. Like, they're, they're like, um, I don't know, their brush or, you know, like, the toiletries <laughs> they use and stuff like that. But, um, you know, obviously it's pretty cold and, and callous at this point. He's yeah. just ready to, like, move on from that and pretend that he's maybe was never yeah. that pathetic. Yeah. God, was he pathetic at the beginning of this. I yeah. Mean, Jesus. <laughs> he's come a long way. It was, uh, it was really jarring in the first scene to see him just handle himself with so much more confidence mm -hmm. than, you know, and I was so frustrated by Lester's like smallness <laughs> earlier in the season. And now how I'm uncomfortable yeah. by how much confidence he has. <laughs> like, eh. yeah, we got a lot. Man, there's a lot of shit in this episode where he's just a completely different, a completely changed man. Yeah. And I think that it, uh, it's just really cool that Martin Freeman's able to pull that off in a way that feels like, feels real, still feels like the same character, but like really different energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can see that evolution. <laughs> yeah. God, Lester, you fuck. Um, after, after they, after the little, I think it's the title card shows the empty closet with all of Pearl's stuff gone and we cut to a Molly driving to Lou's. Mm -hmm. Stops in to see her dad before work. And a Gus had flowers sent to Lou's. Isn't mm -hmm. that nice? Would you send flowers to the girl you shot? The girl you shot? Dad? It's my... Business? Well, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. But he, he overdoes it on the flowers, right? I think he sends a bunch to his, her work, too. And he just... Yeah. <laughs> so, I think he's going... Maybe she even had some at home, too. And I mean, he probably hospital. feels a little judged by Lou. So he's like, he gotta send daughter. some flowers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's, like, the whole thing Lou, like, just really didn't want his daughter to get shot. Uh, yeah. And... And it was, like, just an incompetent police officer. And he knows a thing or two about incompetent yeah. police officers, so... And hey, uh, by the end of this episode, you know he's going to end up shooting something in there again, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't approve. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and she tells her dad about how she's going to handle Bill regarding her thoughts about Lester. And we go, and we go and see Bill. And so he says, um, he, um, Lou asks, so you got a strategy on this Lester thing. And she says she's going to just walk in and start it. Mm -hmm. And he said the direct approach, um, which is your point being. So is he, like, questioning that her approach, of, like, of her using the direct approach? Or is that what he thinks is best? Mm. Is he, like, biting his tongue on what he thinks? It seemed like he was biting his yeah. tongue. He's kind of hard to read, though. Yeah. Um, because it obviously doesn't go well for her. <laughs> no, and so I'm curious of what Lou's advice might have been. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if there is really a way that would have gotten through to Bill. He's back to his old tricks. Yeah. Of just completely being the worst police officer ever. And, All right. Uh, and let's, uh... Do you want to hear about the omelet? Yes. <laughs> 
Knudsen has a lot of questions about his omelet. Yeah. That, uh, what's it, his wife's name? Sally, I think? Right? Yep. Sally made a mushroom and cheese omelet for him. Bill doesn't want to stand up. <laughs> but, uh, it was he's... wrapped in tinfoil. Mm-hmm, Keep it warm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting conversation here. Great, great mushrooms. conversation. Do you like mushrooms? No. No? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't put them in your omelet? No. Um, and yeah, so Bill with Knudsen goes to see Molly's Science Fair project in the staff room. <laughs> um, <she> and <laughs> he says, you, um, nice collage. You take up basket weaving too in your downtime. <laughs> and it was just like, I hate you so much. Pay attention, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, he, and he totally shuts down everything. Just, you know. And um, Molly actually, you know, Bill admits he was wrong about the drifter angle on the case. And mm-hmm. Molly actually straight up says to his face, you're still wrong. Yeah. Which is, that's some balls. Look at her. And she she really does her best to convince him here like she gets all sorts of flustered i like how he's like you gotta let it go mm-hmm. and it's been what like two weeks tops yeah. since this happened <laughs> and she's like presenting more evidence and they're like nope yeah We're, that was last week we're moving on yeah and i mean <laughs> literally she's just been shot she shot another guy they found another murderer with a crazy you know they had the fucking they had the obviously some more shit was happening two dudes with Machine guns just shot up a car that they don't know who it belongs to. But, you know, that's nothing. No yep. big deal. <laughs> and, you know, don't listen. We had drinks to celebrate. I had a Greyhound. Yeah, and it really did feel like, look, mm-hmm. we'd have to feel bad about the fact that we celebrated. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. had drinks, and I don't want to do that, so. <laughs> yeah, god damn it. And she won't even put them on the Hess case. Or she, he, he won't even put her on the Hess case. Yeah, someone else. Who's uh, Terry? Do you have any idea who Terry is? I don't think we've met Terry. Apparently he's an idiot, though. Yeah, he's not very smart. <laughs> Something about buying a Fjord with lottery numbers. <laughs> and they're going to have a cake for her. But she has to act surprised, even though they're totally spoiling the surprise. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> So this is the scene where, like, I was getting major flashbacks to the frustration that Lester was feeling before he killed his <laughs> wife. Like, I was just like, oh, this is so frustrating. This person is just... You wish Molly had a hammer? Being so unfair. Yeah. I, I It's that same level of frustration. And, you know, good on Molly for not committing murder. But also, mm-hmm. I... I really wanted her to do something to just, like, I don't know, break through Bill's bullshit. <laughs> um, it's, it, no chance. Yeah. Incredibly frustrating. Zero chance, god damn it. <sighs> so anyway, yeah, so she, you know, she's just flustered, gets rejected, gets dejected. Um, we end up at Beaumont Insurance, where the, uh... Minnesota 10 is sitting on Lester's desk complimenting his new tie. Mm-hmm. Finally got a nice tie. She's going to make chili this Saturday. Yeah. Mm. Um, I feel like the the tie feels like an obvious callback mm-hmm. to if he got a better tie, then he might be a better salesman. <laughs> um, he gave me this tie. Yeah, and so apparently, <laughs> you know, buying something online 
is better than getting it from your wife. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, and this, uh, this pickup line, I was thinking of making some chili on Saturday <laughs> night if you maybe wanted to join me. And I, when she first started, I was thinking, like, she's going to make chili and she was going to offer to bring some into him. But to invite someone over to eat chili at your house, like, I just, is chili, like, something you would just make for a, a, like, me, I feel like that's a, like, a party thing or, like, something that you make to, like, specifically share, like, large groups of people. I will also say it's definitely not a food, like, she's, I would say she's not planning on, she's not like, hey, I'm gonna bang this dude. Because, like, would you eat a big bowl of chili before you want to have sex? I mean, they probably did. But I don't <laughs> think that you should. Uh, speaking of banging. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Hesses storm in. The remaining Hesses. Oh. Gina and her two sons. I love she's, it. Oh, she's got some great quotes here. <laughs> you want to read a little of the dialogue? Yeah. <laughs> um... You son of a bitch, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bust your balls. Um, I was picking your pubes out of my teeth 12 hours ago, and then I get this. With her two sons right there. Yeah. Wow. And I don't think they say anything there, but I think that... After the next line, I think they do, right? I let you come inside <laughs> of me. <laughs> Ma, that's really gross. Yeah, Ma, don't talk like that. Oh, it's fucking great. And she ends up sticking her to, you know, her claim is denied. She's received the news. Yeah. And Lester, at first, he kind of, he kind of shells up a little bit, I think. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is interesting. How is he going to handle it? Because he's confident Lester mm-hmm. now, but. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he says he's going to make some calls for this and that. But, of course, he, he already, you know, he knew before, uh, you know. Yeah. Popping one off in her that claim <laughs> was denied. I was curious if uh, his boss was going to interfere. He Wasn't he in the background, like... I don't know. A minute before she came in? I don't think he was. I think oh. it was just the two of them. Maybe. Okay. If, I thought, I thought he was, like, in the background at some point, <laughs> and then just, like, disappeared during <laughs> this altercation. <laughs> that you would probably want to know about if you were the... He had to have been out of the office, because I'm pretty sure Lester would have been in at least a little bit of trouble for coming inside of one of their clients (laughs) if his boss had been there. Okay. Are you going to see real quick? Yeah, I'll pull it up, but keep keep going. Yeah, so, and and so uh, Gina ends up sicking the two sons on Lester, and this is where he kind of alphas up, and uh, ends up stapling him. Oh, he is there, you're right. Wow. He, wow. She's yelling. She says he the pubes line. <laughs> well, he's right there. He he, and he just walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Huh. Well, I guess maybe, you know, but it was probably, probably, not, probably pretty nice to Lester because on account of his wife being murdered. <laughs> yeah. That's just wild. Yeah, these um, two fucking kids. Yeah, and so they kind of corner him, right? <laughs> and then the stapler is great. Um, I, It's a good, you know, makeshift weapon, but mm-hmm. I like the way that he applies it as well. well just... Boom! <laughs> right to the dome on both of them. 
and like you said, when we were watching this the first time, was uh, you know it's the third time that they've been. They gotta go to the emergency room again now. <laughs> the show, following the arrow and the hockey stick attack. Yeah, <laughs> and um, uh, Linda is turned on yeah. by all of this. A different kind of woman would be turned off by the things that Gina said. At Chili Tim, though, she knows what's up. She knows what's up with this new Lester. Yeah. This new badass Lester. Because she was nice to him when his wife was murdered, when he was still kind of yeah. stupid Lester. She was being nice to him, and I remember thinking, like, is she interested in him? Is that, like, something that would happen? Yeah. And I'm curious now if she would have been interested before he became super confident because he was being weird and squirmy when she was, was being nice to him she was inviting him over for chili she was like offering to bring him back some arby's or some shit yeah <laughs> the height of romance um and then we end up with uh key and peel who i guess key's name in this is bill budge i didn't know that i didn't know, i don't know either their names yeah i have looked at that on imdb you should probably bills. stop calling them key and peel <laughs> the easiest it's the easiest way to know who we're talking about in the the last episode it was just like oh yeah of course key and peel because yeah. it seemed like just such a little like key and peel like <laughs> it's literally sketch. just a key and peel sketch yeah they're, yeah they're every, but this feels was, like they're a little bit more there's a little bit more to it a little bit more fbi-ish yeah so yeah they're waiting and for their boss he has some super cool socks on and he's he's nervously tapping his feet well peel isn't Budge and Pepper. Pepper? Pepper. Right. Keegan-Michael Key is Pepper. Oh, I got it backwards. Bill, Budge, and Pepper. Sounds like clowns. <laughs> Budge and Pepper. Yeah. So the boss, uh, you know, is walking them to the elevator, and they, <laughs> they're they really nervous and making excuses for yeah. what had occurred when the 22 people were murdered, which, yeah, we actually get a number in this episode of he killed 22 people. Yeah. God damn. They talk about how they got a photo from the ATM across the street. Yeah, we see the photo. It's a good photo. Yeah, it's definitely Lauren with a big old gun. Yeah, it looks similar, like the similar coat to what he was wearing yeah. in that other <laughs> surveillance thing Same too. fucking guy. And um, yeah, <laughs> the boss ends up putting them in the filing room as yep. a punishment. <laughs> like how as the door, as the boss slams the door... Uh, Budge, I guess we should call him. He yells, I have a commendation. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much good goofy. There, this is, this is again, this is a happy episode and there's a lot of good humor in this episode. Yeah. It's dumb little quotes like that. And um, Budge ends up taping the photo of Lauren on the wall as Key starts playing with the tennis ball. Or Pepper, excuse me. Yep. So that's where they are. And, um... Or one casualty we're about to see. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought that there would be, like, a more consistent stream of deaths yeah. when we created the best deaths category. But there are enough deaths yeah. in, like, many deaths in I, individual episodes. Yeah, there's been a few where we've only gotten, like, one death per episode, and I think there's only one episode where actually nobody died mm. so far. <laughs> Which is pretty good. There's... Yeah, we get, so, yeah, the police officer who's guarding Wrench in the hospital. Yeah. Has to go pee. This is a really cool scene, too, I thought, with how Lauren appears. Do you think that Lauren gave him 
extra like water or something to make him need to pee in the middle of his like solo shift. <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah, that is a thought is how long was he waiting in the fucking bathroom stall? <laughs> yeah. That could have been a long time. Yeah, and he, and he chokes him out fucking hard. I guess no, the guy definitely died, right? I believe he died. Yeah, I'm deep he said he died. Hard. Yeah, there's no um, way to just knock him out. The, like, over-the-shoulder mm-hmm. maneuver was interesting, and I just love the the calm. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, uh, did you ever see No Country for Old Men? It's been way too long. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a scene in the beginning when Anton Chigurh is arrested, and the police officer who arrested him is on the phone, and he slips his cuffs underneath his feet and walks up right behind the police officer mm. strangles him with his, the cuffs very similarly with just like a look on his face and just like I'm just doing my job yeah <laughs> and um so yeah okay so there, and we cut to Wrench's room where Wrench is it, I think sleeping at the beginning and Lauren is just sitting there waiting for him to wake up yeah and he looks so uh <laughs> concerned perturbed <laughs> and <laughs> so he says Never heard of a deaf hitman. Yeah. <laughs> Carolina Murphy had his tongue cut out by an Indian back in the 80s. <laughs> and um, I think, like, at this point, his, his eyes get wider, which makes me wonder if, like, these he's referencing people that he expects Wrench to know. <laughs> if he's, like, actually reacting yeah. to, like, oh, you know names of people that I know um, that you shouldn't know. Um, it's kind of a cool little hitman history lesson going on here. <laughs> yeah, and then we got Buzz Mead. He was born with just a socket. Uh, they played with his glass eye and talked to <laughs> him in drinks. He was a shit shot, though, apparently. <laughs> Makes sense if you don't have that kind of depth perception. Sorry, I'm fighting a chair. Um, <laughs> and, um, and we get... A pretty solid reaction out of Wrench when uh, Lester mentions he, after talking to the other hitmen that um, him and Numbers had a. Oh, sorry. Is that what it, did I say? Lester. Oops. I noticed that when I edited episode five, too. I totally called Lauren Lester like. <laughs> They're becoming time. the same person. Damn it. <laughs> or Lester wishes. But yeah, so Wrench kind of jumps at Lauren when he mentions, you know, him and Numbers had a kind of chat before I cut his throat. Yeah. And uh, he also mentions that <laughs> Wrench is unemployed now, in ca- case you don't read the papers. <laughs> that I really, in a in a dumb like um, HR, how businesses and like I don't know organizations are structured. I'm like, I wonder what would happen, <laughs> like structurally. Like, would other mobs, you know, like take in those territories? Would they rebuild? Like, what happens yeah. when? Uh, a whole mob building is taken down. I'm trying to think if there's... Because... Well, no. I won't even bring it. Well, I'll say... Oh, fuck it, I'll say it. Season 3 takes place after Season 1. Okay. But I don't recall the moment if there's any mention of the Fargo mob in Season 3. Gotcha. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, just just curious. Like, does someone from a different mob come in and they're like, "All right, we're gonna take over this territory." I imagine like, does every city need to have its own mob or like? Yeah, I don't know how that works, but I'm <laughs> I'm curious. But, like I say that, uh, that's my catchphrase. 
Um, do you want to read the bear chewing part? or? Just... I watched a bear once. His leg was in a steel trap. It chewed through bloody bone to get free. It was in Alaska. It died about an hour later, face down in a stream. But it was on his own terms, you know? <laughs> and then uh, you got close. Closer than anybody else. Oh yeah, that's cool. that's cool. I don't know if it was you or your partner, but look. If you still feel raw about things when you heal up, come see me. Mm-hmm. And then he hands him the key, right, for his handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, Which you is, know, yeah. Wouldn't expect that at Alorm. Yeah. But pretty cool. And it also reminds me of that scene in Kill Bill. There's, I, I don't know, there's a lot of scenes in this episode that remind me of other things. <laughs> like when uh, he, he, she kills um, Vernita Green, I think is the character's name. I can't remember the actress. I forget. In front of her daughter. And yeah. like the daughter's standing there and she goes, you know, when you're growing up. I think she says something very similar where like if you still feel raw about it or something like that, yeah. come, come see me. Alright, we'll have to do, we'll have to figure that out on our Kill Bill podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is sort of like a, a level of like respect where Pretty it's cool. like, yeah, like you got, you got close to me, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like... Be free, my son. My deaf son. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always interesting the ways in which Lauren applies these principles mm-hmm. of, like, I'll let you live or not, um, or I'm gonna try to fuck you over or I'm not, mm-hmm. um... Weird chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good for Wrench. Yeah, but I, I am... want to know what where, where Wrench goes from here. Hmm. What do you, what does a unemployed hitman do? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, in the next episode, uh, we see him. He's teaching ASL mm. in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then we we end up at Molly's party with her super cool cake. Yep. <laughs> Ida's there asking about all the flowers and whatnot, and uh, <laughs> I like the little quote about uh, she's asking about Gus. Her suitor, mm. <laughs> and Molly tells her uh, his name is Sergio and that he's a pirate. And <laughs> yeah. um, also, Ida mentions that Vern was terrible with courtship and that he <laughs> gave her a bouquet of poison ivy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Bill fucks everything up. Remind you know, <laughs> comes over to the table and just faux pas all over. Uh, it's like one Ida. big happy. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. And, um, you know, Molly's just, you know, the party's for her at Lou's. Do we even see Lou in this scene? I don't think so. Or he's just in the background, maybe. Maybe. But it's me. Yeah, it's mostly just about Molly and Ida, kind of. Yeah. And Ida's like, thank, I want to thank you for catching him. And I mm. like that Molly's like, it was, uh, it was Bill who did all the work. <laughs> she does not want to be associated with this anymore. <laughs> And she even almost, I think she almost goes to tell Ida that she doesn't think it's the right guy, but she kind of pulls back and decides to just let Ida have it. Yeah, she says, it's nice. um, it's not, he's not convicted yet, there's not all the evidence, for me there's still, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Ida it's probably fine, and I don't yeah. think that Ida is going to be any happier with... <laughs> Vern's real killer. Yeah. Put behind bars or anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... 
you know, Vern's dead. Yep. Damn it. Um, and but so yeah, Molly she walks outside in the snow. I, I think it's after, or maybe she leaves during while everyone's still celebrating and probably opens up the trunk to see. I her. would leave in the middle of that. Yeah. <laughs> her, her cool science fair project is in the trunk of her car. Yeah. Takes a look at it, and she ends up going and to Beaumont Insurance and just <laughs> creepily staring at Lester and yeah. all them through the window. Lester's holding court. And, uh, oh, he's so cool now. Yeah. Fuck yeah, he's getting ready for that chili, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and then, then I think we go to Gus mm -hmm. grimly. He's doing, uh, pulls, over, pulls over parks with the radar gun, pours himself a little coffee. And, uh, this has, is a good job for Gus. It seems <laughs> very, very chill. Yeah, you know, and he's really happy doing this job mm -hmm. a long time. Yep. <laughs> he has a really cool flip phone. Yeah. Call, like uh, making phone calls on the job. <laughs> calls his sweetheart, whose desk is surrounded with flowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so like it's a little bit goofy as like a. Hey, I'm interested in you. Like, I'm going to give you a bunch of flowers. But then I remembered that he shot her. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you should send flowers to someone you shot. Like, yeah. if you really, like, I'd be doing a lot to make sure that that person wasn't <laughs> mad at me. Still only got her in spleen, though. No. <laughs> Maybe after they got married. Yeah. They worked that out. Yeah, I, I bet it was some. in the vows or something. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I, he asked to see her, I think, at first at the logging festival, and she's the one who actually says, yeah, we talked the logging festival. <laughs> she's the one who says, well, if we went together. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, the activities of the logging festival, <laughs> let's just... Uh, Run through a couple. On Friday, there's a chainsaw carving. What? And an all-you-can-eat uh, buffet. No. Saturday, they roast a pig underground. What? I don't know what that has to do with logging, but... <laughs> um, Sundays, they do a pie-eating contest. Holy shit. What um, a time. We don't get to find out what Greta likes. <laughs> and I'm gonna pull uh, this uh, line that I, I kind of like, though. Which um one? Uh, Gus says, I helped a fellow who got his oh. private stuck to a mailbox. <laughs> and Molly says, oh, didn't like his mail. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, yeah, and Gus mentions as well that the hearing on on him shooting her is the next day. Yeah, I like well. that. That seems like a really big deal. <laughs> and then they're like, well, let's talk about flowers yeah. and logging and... <laughs> And this is definitely where I was getting worried that, like, right as Gus was going to, like, ask Molly out and things would be good, that he was going to get murdered or in some horrible mm -hmm. accident. Something was going to happen. Um, <laughs> but no, we get a time jump. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, yeah, we, we, the camera starts scrolling through the trees. Yeah, and my brother, who hadn't, hasn't seen any other episodes of Fargo, watched what? this one, and he was like, oh, you know something bad's going to happen. And it's great, because that's not how Fargo works sometimes. Yeah. Twisted they, it on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so one year later, and... Uh, hmm. Should be fun. Yeah. We're we still recording? 
That's a problem that, that happens on your computer <laughs> <Yeah>. only. <laughs> God, that sucked. Um, but yeah, so one year later, and I think we get a cool little camera thing of uh, Gus's new career, his mail truck pulling up to a mailbox. Are there any mail-related things you want to point out? No. <laughs> I used to be a mailman. mailman. There is a couple of inconsistencies, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I think we should get into it. Don't drive your mail truck home, goddammit. You don't get to take the mail truck home. No. Um, is, is there, is, there's like a parking lot, I assume? Yeah. Okay. But, I don't know. This is a few, few years ago. A few years ago. Maybe things are different in It's also Minnesota. a very small town. Mm -hmm. So it's likely... But, I mean, they would pro it, It's not hard to have, like, a, a parking lot set up. I'm guessing in this... With this year, he... So he's probably... He must have moved to Bemidji. Yes, I think so. With Because she's still working yeah. at the Bemidji Police Department. So, yeah, they must be in Bemidji. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's a pretty cool reveal how all the... With this time jump. Didn't this kind of warm the cockles of your heart? <laughs> yeah, part. I mean, look, I love nothing more than to see people, like, <laughs> on the right path, you know, in the right job, with the right person, mm -hmm. and yeah. all of this just seemed quite nice yeah. for everyone. At first, you just hear, you know, he's just, Greta's contacting him on the walkie-talkie while he's delivering mail. But you knew, you knew, right? I mean, I didn't know that she was going to be, like... <laughs> about to have a baby. Yeah, they got busy quick if it's only yeah. a year later. I thought that maybe they would be, like, living together or, like, <laughs> um, maybe even still, like, dating, potentially. But... Man, she, she took his log after that festival. Yeah, I mean, that's quick. That is, like, <laughs> she... You know, Three. about eight months yeah. she, of that. Yeah, she's pretty freaking pregnant. Like, so. Yeah, she, she seems like eight months pregnant. Yeah. And so... Within, like, four, and then, I don't know, did they get married, like, right away, or after they got pregnant? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, they eat. Yeah, get, fucking Gus brings home, okay, so Greta asks what's going on for dinner over the walkie-talkie. Gus says he's going to bring home tacos, and he does in the smallest bag of food I have ever seen <laughs> <laughs> that looks like it has one taco in it, maybe. And he fucking forgot the goddamn red sauce. Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs> Did he... He bought the tacos? Yeah? Yeah. Must have. Mm. It looks like a fat... For some reason, I thought they were gonna yeah. make, make the tacos. tacos Maybe but... just got ingredients? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, and they're, and they're also having milk with the tacos, so here's fucking milk again. Ruining. Yeah. No... <laughs> no milk with tacos. Oh, man. But what would be All your ideal... Um, taco drink? Taco... <laughs> drink pairing. I mean, you know... I feel like a margarita is, like, the go-to, <laughs> but if you don't want to have a margarita, like, randomly... All, I, all I'll say of the day is or milk whatever. is low on the list Yeah. of taco accompaniment. I feel like uh, there's a, a few beers that mm -hmm. Ooh, pair yeah. pretty nicely. Mandela. Yeah. Nice Mandela. Um, I don't know about any non-alcoholic drinks, this though. This is soda water. Fucking water. Why are you drinking like that? an orange soda? Ooh, Does that, yeah. that for some reason Porchata? that seems <laughs> only if it's only if it's cold out. <laughs> I mean, I guess for them it is. Yeah, porchata. Every time I've ever had it, I like take one sip and I'm like, that's good, but I don't want any more. <laughs> My mom got peppermint horchata, wow. and I'm unsure if that's yeah. gonna be. <laughs> Did you try it? 
I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> I will. I will. I'm a, It could be great. Uh, but I feel like it's a really specific flavor that you got to really, you know, know what you're... I don't like peppermint anything. Mm. You can count me out of that shit. Okay. Um, There's some weird discussions at the dinner table, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. they call, I just think, the anniversary, which I guess you would call mm. it an anniversary of someone's death. Mm. Um, Bummer. But that's, yeah, that's... Yeah. Greta remembers as well. It's Vern that they're talking about. And it was a week before I met you, is what Gus says. <laughs> um, anniversary of what? I I mean, I feel like uh, Greta would remember uh, more yeah. of the specifics around this, like, how they got together. It's only a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, true. and she was... Quite like she was went to the dinner with them. Was yeah. at the police department. She's not like Fairly a three well year old, you know, yeah, like in their in their coupling. <laughs> so and Gus uh, made Halloween beer and it's gross or something. That tracks. <laughs> I, don't know I what like that, that means. Gus is still just like not great at most things. <laughs> yeah, but I bet he's good at being a mailman. He's a great mailman. I'm certain. Um, not good at fucking making dinner. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird food shit going on. Remember the, when they had hamburgers and chicken? I don't know. Like, fucking milk. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> so, um, this is also, again, here's another movie parallel um, that we'll actually end up getting to um, when we watch the Fargo movie, because Frances McDormand in the Fargo movie, you know, she plays a character very similar to Molly. And also in the movie, she's like eight months pregnant mm, for like, the course of the movie. So, Similar, like, good cop, big old belly. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get there eventually. Um, and I think this is where we see her her string wall. Psycho wall, yeah. And, like, <laughs> I know she's right. You know, Like, we know she's right. We know, and it's good that she is not given up on this. Yeah. But it seems very obsessive mm -hmm. to have in your home on the wall like maybe she just had like a file but then you know in like veronica mars um <laughs> her dad is a detective and he used to be the police chief and you know like when veronica finds like the file of the case that was supposed to be closed and so like <laughs> what's he doing with it you know like no matter what someone taking a, like having something at home yeah. that was supposed to have been like a done deal I think it's hard to not see that as, like, why are they still hung up on this? <laughs> yeah. And it's at least, if not several later, it's her at least third iteration of just recreating the same thing. Like, she had it on the window in the hospital. She had her presentation for Bill. Now she has the one at home. Yeah. And see, I wondered if she had just put a little more effort into the Bill presentation in terms of yarn and, like, <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like she didn't do as much you know like that wouldn't get as high of a grade in <laughs> she needed in, in science the, class throw um, the old razzle dazzle yeah and so it makes me wonder <laughs> if like she'd shown this one to bill if this would have and i guess it, it must i think be, if she had some shiny objects mm -hmm. on there maybe bill would have been glitter a little bit more macaroni maybe like a macaroni <laughs> picture of, of lauren malvo <laughs> <laughs> what if what if Molly put like uh, little clues mm -hmm. into uh, 
Well, no, I was thinking like condiments on his like omelets or something, you oh, know, like yeah. just slowly. Like a Pavlovian. <laughs> yeah. T- trick him into. Just like a hammer made out yeah. of like <laughs> hot sauce or ketchup on the, on the omelet. <laughs> like pancake art. Yeah. Come on, Molly. Obviously the direct approach didn't work. So yeah, you got to go roundabout. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think this is where we first see that news article where it shows that 22 people were killed in the Fargo mm-hmm. uh, assault or whatever, Which massacre. pretty quickly, like, I mean, we, I'm sure she was quick to put them together, especially mm-hmm. with that photo. Yeah, it's, it's definitely Lord. Um, but what was my thought there? <laughs> We're gonna it's just to, gone. It's going to have to be edited. Can we cut that? <laughs> <laughs> Up, staying in. That's gonna be the cold open. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what my thought was then. Okay, moving on. Um. So this, yeah. So this is her. This has got to be our office. She calls the FBI, and they just totally just shit all over her. Pretty much. I love. We're pretty busy these days yeah. with the Patriot Act and all. God. And they just totally dismiss everything that just doesn't matter. And uh, Key and Peel a year later cut to them and they're still in the file file room a room with files <laughs> that's a whole weird fucking thing <laughs> you take one out it's, it's still a file room <laughs> i feel like that's a little bit like um i, I feel like i've thought about that with like one individual hair mm. and then it becoming like a, a clump of hair, hair yeah. you know like it's um <laughs> it's so slow to happen how long between how many hairs between it a hair and a hairball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I had like if I had like five hairs on my head, that would maybe make like a little bit of a Do you th- do you do that gross thing in the shower that girls do where you put you just all the hair that falls out you just yes. moosh it on the wall? Yes. The and reason you just leave it there like an asshole. Well, the reason is is if you <laughs> if you um I mean it's, it gets stuck in like your your fingers because it's long. But um if you just like rinse it off it's going to get stuck in the drain. Okay, but here's the thing. Also, just take it off the fucking wall when you get out of the shower. You know, see, the thing is, is it's like, I'm, like, when you put it on there, at least for me, it's like, I'm going to clean this later, like, right after this, or, like, this week. Don't worry. I'm going to, like, and then I don't. <laughs> so. I had a lot of issues with this in my past. I really hate that for some reason. Uh, if I went and sh- looked at your shower right now, would there be hair on the wall, do you think? Probably. Oh, I, um, hate I hate you. I think that you need to start dating people with short hair. <laughs> Pixie cuts only. I'm just going to go gay. I don't care. <laughs> Date a bald man. There you go. <laughs> it's never going to be an issue again. Um, yeah, so we get the negative files conundrum. <laughs> Logically, I'm saying. Um, we get it compared to a cemetery, which again is a kind of... You know, you have one body. That's not a cemetery. That's a crime scene. Um, and would you rather have pizza or meatloaf for lunch in the cafeteria? Pizza. Pizza. I don't right? like meatloaf. Cafeteria meatloaf? Who's going to trust that shit? I don't know. Yeah, meatloaf to me is something that, like, you only trust if you, like, um, saw it. Yeah, like, <laughs> it got made in your home. Yeah. And you trust the person. Yeah, people go to fucking diners and shit and order the meatloaf. That's that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. It just seems like such a like a thing that 
makes more sense at home. Like, mm-hmm. it's more satisfying at home. It's more yeah. like, oh, that was an easy meal or something, you know? Like, yeah, something like, that saves for a while. You're getting a slice of meatloaf out, outside. Like, you don't know when they made that meatloaf. Yeah. It could be some old-ass meatloaf. All right. And then we get to meet <laughs> to hear. The weird. This is the weirdest scene in the whole show, I think. I don't know why this is in here. Yeah. I didn't even really write anything down about it because I don't... I... <laughs> um... <laughs> I'll, I'll, let's see about, um, some... I don't know, do you want to read the whole, his whole backstory, or should we just kind of summarize it? Yeah, so kid disappeared, what, I mean, kid. the kid, yeah, I, how old is this man? Sudanese man. Um. <laughs> to hear. So, I guess what, I, like, he was supposed to go... <laughs> Is this the same kid that was supposed to go with Bill? I've... That that seems unclear to me. Maybe Bill, like, having decided to foster this man (laughs) in the United States... Well, also, by the way, he starts off his story by saying that his whole family and village had been murdered by some people or something. Yeah, they, he says they killed everyone. Mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters. Yeah. But Bill, I guess Bill maybe got a picture of the the kid, kid man? Yeah. The whole kid man? So, I mean, the, like, he says, Americans, they put me on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Land, land of free. Home of brave. Um, <laughs> and some guy just steals his bag first thing at the airport. Yeah. This is weird, because how yeah. would this happen? He gets his bag stolen. <laughs> he calls him a refugee, which I is, I get, but it just seems weird when you've, like, invited the person to yeah. live with you. <laughs> um, and uh, he waits at the airport. For day. For day. He doesn't want to talk to a policeman, which is interesting, because I thought he would end up talking to the police, and then somehow... Um, he, I don't, I, this whole scene makes me feel weird. I don't like it. Yeah. I told her I have a family waiting, nice family, um, but the name is in the bag. Yeah. So he ends up just and getting on a bus. A woman gives him a coat and money to take the bus. bus um, Bill interjects, so not all bad. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Um, Always got to see the positive side of things when people are truly going through something bad. Um, but he's hungry. He doesn't eat for four days. Um, July and January. That's the see that that's the slogan of this of this of the Phoenix Farms. Okay, the supermarket kings. I di- I don't remember that that um, <laughs> slogan. So. <laughs> I was like, is that supposed to be like a Christmas in July reference? Like, what's going on? But we got it. Yeah. I um, think it's re- it, it, it's supposed to mean that you get, like, all the vegetables that would be out of yeah, season. Yeah, I think that tracks. Get it, get it. Um, so, Stavros. He shoplifts. Mm-hmm. Um, he does it every day for three months. It's pretty um, badass. It's a lot of shoplifting. Yeah. To get away with. From one supermarket, too. <laughs> And Bill is uh, upset that they lost this kid from Africa. He's um, taking Sally to the ballet. Well, and he's like, I'm ashamed. I don't want to steal. I want to work. But what work can I do? And again, it's just it's all weird. Yeah, There's a lot odd. of questions. Um, uh, yeah, they go to this, the 
city to the ballet. Is the city <laughs> Fargo or Duluth or? Oh, I got no idea. Maybe. Mm. I mean, Duluth looks like a much bigger city from earlier on in the season. Is Duluth in Minnesota still? Hell if I know. Mm. Let me look it up. I mean, okay. Yeah, so Sally Sally likes the ballet. And at this point, I really want to meet Sally. Um, she's looking around the store for Skittles and peanut butter cups. <laughs> then this man grabs me. I think I'm arrested. <laughs> Do you think he was wearing his um, uniform, <laughs> uniform to the ballet? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> but... Um, God, it's weird. I don't like it. Just... <laughs> All those weeks looking for the kid, writing letters, making phone calls. Yeah. And then I stopped by a supermarket in a city that I don't live in also selling kind of checks mix at the ballet and there's the kid. <laughs> Wait, okay, so this makes me wonder, like, he says weeks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you wouldn't say weeks if it was months. <laughs> so it seems like it was just a... Like, it might have been a different... A lot of shit doesn't track in this story. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense to me that Bill would... Picked up a random black guy. Yeah, he's like, I'm supposed to get someone from Africa. They never came. Here's an African. Here's a random person. <laughs> but I'm also like, what is this ex- exchange program, whatever, fostering situation for... Sudanese An adult orphans. man yeah. that, like, <laughs> doesn't have anywhere to go. Like... I think it's a great idea, you know, if yeah. you your whole village is killed that someone might help you out. Uh, yeah. But I don't know what that program is. And do you think they still went to the ballet after they found him? Or did they go home? <laughs> I feel like Sally wouldn't be okay with skipping the ballet. They bought tickets. Whoever Sally is. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm making a lot of conjecturing on who, who Sally is. But I just feel like... <laughs> They would be, um, they'd probably not want to lose the, the money. The money on the on ballet the, tickets. Yeah. <laughs> but now they got to buy another ticket for it to hear unless he just waits in the car. Oh, <laughs> no. But you can't leave, you can't leave your fresh foster kid that you found in a grocery store in the car on a cold winter night. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they thought it was, would be worth celebrating, yeah. you know, by getting him a ticket too. So, I'm just gonna, I think, in my head, go with the Bill, like, stole um, an African man. Very odd. Um, what time are we at, real quick? 58 minutes. Okay, cool. Um, but Mr. Bill is hugging me and crying, oh, and, um, and then Molly kind of gives him a look and... <laughs> She's very enthused by the story. But, you know, Bill doesn't want anyone to know that he would <laughs> have emotions. And Sally says it's a miracle. It might be. I don't question the universe. That's my motto, which is definitely what someone who solves crime should be saying. <laughs> I don't question things. It's all weird. It's um, all weird. We found you, buddy. We found you. <laughs> So that's a little emotional there too, right? I think. <laughs> yeah. So that's the the really all that is we have to go off of with that scene. And I I don't feel like it's a spoiler to let you know that this doesn't come back up in any way, shape, or form. This is just a scene in this episode for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. Uh, maybe we'll 
building bill. Maybe I'll find a like some type of interviewer quote from the creators on what was going on. <laughs> the with fuck this. was that? No, yeah. Holly, when you come on our podcast, we have questions. <laughs> yeah. We'll start writing them down. Yeah. The, the Noah Holly questions. The Holly list. Um, <laughs> Molly okay. goes home after hearing this tragic tale. Yeah. Not and so ending. I guess um, the she says, you know, like, oh, we're doing all right. Um, but they're watching a movie. On a really cool Michael Scott TV. <laughs> <laughs> mounted on the wall. Um, and the movie is Adventures of Kitty O'Day, a movie from 1945. It's a comedy murder mystery, just like Fargo. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, where this secretary tries to solve her boss's murder. Mm. Uh, similar to Molly, uh, th- I'm reading partially from the trivia here, um, the secretary is not taken seriously when no, she is woman? suggesting. Yeah. So, anyway, wanted to. Molly can't be taken seriously today. There's no shot in 1945. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I feel like there's been less of the movie, like stuff playing in the episode than there is in season two. I feel like there's a lot of that. Oh. In season two. I yeah, feel like spoiler we Tiffany scene season two. I know it's gonna be really fun <laughs> um but definitely i was like okay what's the parallel here but i was having a hard time paying attention to what was on the tv in this yeah. particular um particular scene but i appreciate that imdb yeah. has me covered with that, that <laughs> trivia um it's definitely a a choice by the uh, creative team here um yeah and she She's she's saying yeah like you said we're doing good and we got everything we need but she that means super obvious that she's not satisfied with a lot of the shit that's happened in the happened a year ago I guess <laughs> now she's probably, but I think she's ha- you know she's happy with Gus and Greta and yeah being pregnant yeah so I'm for a, her is she is she totally satisfied she's saying that. No but way. she seen is is what's holding her back this unsolved case. Yes, her creepy red strings in the other room. Do you think she's going to be happy when she solves it? Do you think that's the <laughs> the key to happiness for her? That's my question for you is do you think she's going to actually solve it at some point? Mm. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Mm. I don't know. I so don't like show, so th- this show throws a lot of shit at you. Yeah, and now we're a year ahead of time, mm-hmm. you know, so it's even, like, I did not expect a time jump to happen, <laughs> and I thought they would kind of just snowball until, and then, you know, like, if Lester got away with it, potentially, that, I don't know, they would just, we would see kind of what we saw in this yeah. episode, that he just <laughs> got away with it, um, but since they're still doing more, obviously more has to happen with it. Um, so there's a couple things you need to think about is like, why, like for number one, why are we still dealing with the FBI agents? Why are Keen Peel? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, so I was very disappointed when Molly called the FBI agents and was unable to get in touch. Yeah. Um, so then when the, I think we're, oh, maybe I didn't even. 
Are you talking, asking, like, are you talking about if we're getting Oh, yeah, we did, we did our Key and Peele thing. We, we covered the dialogue, but he's hitting the ball on the wall oh, yeah. during that scene. And that's when the board drops. Oh, right, yes. We didn't mention and, that. And um, the trivia also mentioned, what, but I spotted it during oh. the episode, that <laughs> the fish poster is on like a little postcard size <laughs> thing on the, on the bulletin board. What if you're writing there wrong? Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah. the tennis ball knocks down. Yeah, the bulletin board and and then they see Lauren's photo. So that led me to think that they might feel they'll probably, I guess, is they're like, if we want to get out of this room, we got to solve this case. Mm -hmm. And so maybe their actions will sync them up with what Molly has. Mm -hmm. Maybe not directly with Molly, but at least what she's done and like. Yeah. So, not a bad I don't know. Prediction. <laughs> I'm worried. Um, I I assume that if she's eight months pregnant in mm -hmm. this, that she is going to have her kid by the end of the season. Hmm. Um, maybe that's a bad assumption on my part, but I just feel like if <laughs> you're going to have a pregnant person that's basically due yeah that 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 will be um something like at least a, a plot point but i don't know i don't know how that would play into things in a in an interesting way for the show because there's a lot of cheesy ways that i can i can think of that other shows would do but i yeah. don't think fargo's gonna do that <laughs> or they'll just do that like real quick and get it out of the way like yeah. another show i really feel like would have ended on this like Molly and Gus like happy times yeah and like okay that's it mm -hmm. and and maybe showing that she's still like dissatisfied yeah but you know and then like come back for another season with the same characters <laughs> yeah um and drag out like a whole off, season yeah. of her doing so I don't know um I hope I hope she does I it seems maybe it's like too much like wish fulfillment though for her to be happy and salt, like happy in her home life and her. Like I said, at the end of the set, like when we finished this episode, finished watching it, I, I said, I just want to do the next one right now. Cause I'm just, well, while you're saying all this, I'm just, there's scenes from the next couple episodes that are just flashing in my head. And I'm just like, <laughs> we I know so it's, much more shit to get through. I'm like going on and on about what I want to see or what seems cheesy and I'm like trying to read your facial expressions for like is that totally like off base am I but, your head's in the right place I'll tell you that much yeah I just I, I feel like I've gotten more good things for Molly in this season than I expected from yeah. the beginning I thought she was dead. For a week. <laughs> I thought she was dead the whole time. Um, but I also didn't think that they would give her so many nice moments before mm -hmm. and after. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that her all of her stuff would just be, like, constantly, like, being frustrated. And yeah. then that would be kind of like a tragic story where she is shot, like, mm -hmm. just as she's about to, like break it wide open or something yeah especially like after the, for the very first episode is like her discovering her mentor just bleed you know two shotgun blasts in him yeah so i really thought it was going to be more tragic i also like that you know she was 
she's allowed to be really good at her job mm -hmm. and have like a romantic partner. I think some shows or stories are like, oh, she is dedicated to her job, so she can't yeah. have like a happy home life yeah. potentially. So I was just I feel grateful that they've given <laughs> given a little bit more in that area and given more like again happy like positive moments purely like good moments for mm -hmm. her uh compared with well like all of lester's stuff for instance i'm trying to think if there's season one examples i can pull from because i can definitely think of season two where it's like am i happy that these people are happy right now yeah. like but definitely lester is like <laughs> as things are going really well for him i'm mm -hmm. just no, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's tragic. That's tragic that he is, um... And I think, yeah, yeah like, last episode with Gina, Tess, mm -hmm. and this episode is the first time that anything's looked up for Lester this whole time, I think. Yeah. Everything the everything before that was him running away from wrenching numbers and fucking... Yeah. You know, flying yeah. by the seat of his pants. So, we should... <laughs> that should, uh... Because we, we have a haven't gotten to the Vegas stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that scene transitions into God, the... Is, this whole thing is so corny. It's the so uh, Insurance Salesman Awards. I'm going to look <laughs> at some of these quotes because I feel like they are pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Everyone's clapping about loss ratios being down 17%. It's not in there. Yeah. Uh, it's been a big year for insurance, a banner year. Mm -hmm. Reserve trends are up and loss, loss ratios are down a whopping 17%. And those are just numbers. Um, mm -hmm. Make sure to, you know, introduce the insurance salesman of the year, Lester. And were, you, were you expecting this at this point? No. Okay, so, <laughs> like I mentioned, I just feel like with the, it, I don't know if this is all necessarily good. Like, I, I think it's maybe, like, maybe they should figure out something better, but it's a lot of, like, false endings, it feels like, in this episode. Um, and just kind of cutting from a bunch of random things happening, it, mm -hmm. it felt like it was a little less cohesive, and so it's a little bit jarring every time it's like, okay, we're going to do more. Okay, here's more. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, this could have felt a lot more of, like, okay, let's see where our main characters are at one year later yeah. real quick. But the thing with Bill, mm -hmm. that's one year later. Oh, fucking th yeah. That kind of drops the entire pacing of that. And then we have more of Molly um, and Gus in bed, which, yeah. again, is, like, a kind of, like, a not- Nothing happens. You know, we don't yeah, get just, any, like, yeah. plot revelation of, like, oh, here's what more about what their life is like. So Just let you know she's unsatisfied. <laughs> which you could have gotten from the fact that she was... Already knew it, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we saw her, we saw her yarn wall, mm -hmm. and we saw that she wasn't getting any... Like, she had been making attempts to get in touch with the FBI and mm -hmm. was not moving forward on that. So... That all seems clear to me. So it would make sense to have the, where are Gus and Molly? Where's Lester? Yeah. And then that final shot of like, where's Lorne? 
boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and then outro, you know? So it, I'm not trying to say that it's terrible, but I guess I think to some extent, like, it's interesting. It kind of keeps you on your toes, but I don't know that I love how often that's used in the show. Yeah. Do you... It is weird. It's... it. Yeah. Well, like you're saying, there is certain scenes that... I like I, I, it makes me curious about like deleted scenes mm. on the show like what didn't they what did they take out well and I, I do love that this show is unexpected in mm -hmm. some of the ways that it will give you like a lot more of like a small detail like the Alma thing I think that's a great that does seem like a Fargo thing yeah where oh yeah let's just like focus in on this for <laughs> follow up questions longer. about mushroom omelet <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <laughs> And even, I mean, n none of the individual scenes seem like they weren't really necessarily a Fargo thing. Even the yeah. the African kid thing still feels kind of Fargo-like to me, mm -hmm. even if I can't quite figure out what, what its function was. Um, <laughs> but I think just having all of these lined up, like, one after the other, just kind of, I felt like I was watching almost like a clip show of, <laughs> of what's been going on with yeah. this season instead of like, uh, something that felt a little more cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. I um, hear you. That makes sense. So yeah, I wasn't expecting that we were going to, I really thought we were going to close on Molly in bed. Mm -hmm. And so then I was, uh, thought we were going to close on Lester winning the award and mm -hmm. let's, um, He's got some good quotes in his. He give, he he, put, yeah. he has a speech prepared that he just puts back in his pocket and just says he's going to speak from the heart. Yeah, he says, "See, I knew I should have memorized this." <laughs> Suddenly, doesn't speak from the heart, and so yeah, now you see that he is like a great in, in, improvisational sure. speaker, um, where that was previously very hard for mm -hmm. him <laughs> to come up with anything on the fly. And so, and yeah, we we find out. You know, of course, insurance salesman of the year. What a prestigious title. Lester Nygaard gets announced, and we see him there with his, uh, his chili 10 that yeah. he got. Um, those of you that don't know me, it's been a tough year for me personally. And <laughs> that I wouldn't have gotten through it without the love and support of my beautiful wife, Linda. Oh, which, damn. again, I wonder what time frame. <laughs> I mean, they had a year to just get married. But, yeah. So but it, might it be fresh. makes it seem like... She's been there for a year, a year, and I assume that they got got married pretty quickly. Um, I love you, Linda. You know you can go through your whole life without a care, and one day it all changes. Did he go through his whole life without a care? Um, I feel like he gave a, a lot of cares. He had a lot of cares, <laughs> <laughs> but he also is just you know. I would I would say up until almost exactly a year pre prior to this, he was always just you know by the wayside, you know. So maybe he didn't have a lot of cares in terms of. It was just kind of going going through him. the, well, like just going through the motions yeah. of things and not really Very thinking about. I don't know. Plain, um, plain bagel with no cream cheese of a person. <laughs> people die. They lose their homes. They go to prison. It's a calamity, huh? <laughs> Um, I know it because I lived it. That that must be such a good sales pitch for him when, it's like, oh yeah, when my wife was my murdered wife murder. <laughs> by my brother. <laughs> Dang. Oh, I wanted, I did, yeah, I wanted to say that too. Is that's something you don't think about? Is at this point, Chaz has been in prison for a year, 
in mur on murder charges, and then yeah, you know, poor, poor son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, and if this year has taught me anything, and believe me, I've <laughs> seen it all, it's that the worst does happen, and you need to yep. be insured. Great it's closer. Beautiful. That was a great closer. Yep. Um. <laughs> Got to give it to Lester for that one. That's um, good. So yeah, and then I thought this is where the episode was going to yeah. end again. Nope. And he's going to the elevator with Linda, but he sees some girl making eyes at him. Some Vegas babes. Some babes. Because he's got his cool award that he's showing off, you know, kid just... Oh yeah, and there's that... Not being discreet about it all. <laughs> there's that, like, scene with no no dialogue, too, oh, yeah, of them the sitting table. at the table and the award's next yeah, to him. Right and he's holding the award. <laughs> and, you know, like, I feel like if I were to win an award like that, I would want to, like, put it out of the way, like, as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, especially if someone was going up yeah. to the room, I'd be like, oh, can you take, take this? But no. 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 Lester wants, <laughs> wants to be sure that everyone sees it. Um, but, and, and, you know, for a second here, it seems like it's working for him. Because, yeah, he, he goes get a, night, a nightcap at the bar and get some attention. Yeah. You know? Oh, and Lester's hair now, the, like, um, kind of more poofiness of it... It just screams, I'm a narcissist. <laughs> like, it, I I feel like the, his whole energy would make me so uh, uncomfortable. I'd be like, I don't want to talk to you. Well, if you got away with murder, or oh, should yeah. I say, should I say, Tiffany, when you did get away with murder that one time for real, in real life, when you oh, killed that person. Yes, I forgot that this is something I've been through. <laughs> Allegedly. I've seen it all. <laughs> you know, wouldn't you, like, after you know you're in the clear... When she'd just be like, fuck yeah, I did it. I'm the man. Mm. You're going around stapling kids' heads? Fucking. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I have an incredible, um, like, disconnect between, like, self confidence and, like, actual, like, achievement and insecurity. <laughs> like,. Oh, yeah, we're broken people. I forgot. <laughs> like, yeah, one moment Never I'm mind. like, oh, my God, I'm incredible right. at everything. I am so good. And then the next, like, I actually go to try to do something, and I'm like, I'm terrible. Why am I even trying? You raise, you raise a great point. I did forget about our crippling depression and such. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I life. would be, I think I would be quite anxious about <laughs> something coming out because he... He did get away with it, but he also, like, mm -hmm. it's not guaranteed that something won't come up. Yeah, imagine won't... if you knew about Molly's yarn wool. Yeah. He'd be, um, he'd be tripping. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I hope God. Molly just, like, goes and, like, sits outside his house every once in a while. <laughs> just, like, staring at him, like, like yeah. at the Beaumont office. Um, did you notice her when she was staring at him? I thought that he, like did like a gesture like i'll be right over kind of thing but they didn't but then talk. he he didn't go he just, over yeah. to her and then he just maybe it was maybe i misinterpreted it, it was like a wave but she's just staring she's not <laughs> like walking by and like hey lester and she <laughs> yeah. is trying to intimidate uh, him kind of trying to get him for murder so she's not gonna be like <laughs> oh hey lester like how are you doing yeah she's not going there to drop files in front of him anymore yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah. So he's at the bar with, with award. award on display. 
He's making <laughs> eyes with the girl. He needs a dangerous drink. God. <laughs> he gets a blood and sand, right? Blood and sand. Cool, Is that... Lester. Have you heard of that before? No, this? but I mean, I guess it makes sense. Have you what heard of... Um, it was like scotch, scotch and, and blood orange or some shit. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense, sure. Good for you, Lester. Nice and dangerous. Yeah. And you have a lady's making eyes at him. Yeah. So what are you drinking? Something dangerous. <laughs> oh, goodness. Puts on his dark glasses to read the menu. Yeah. He looks good in glasses, though. Yeah, well, you just like Martin Freeman. I do. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was interesting, too, in that scene where Linda's hitting on him. He's talking about his jackets, and he's like, oh, you know, like, that, now it's fitted to me. And it's like, yeah, you should have been getting stuff fitted. It's just a bummer that, you can't, like, he can't have Figure nice things without being a, a, a murderous piece it, of shit. Yeah. You know, like... <sighs> But I was I appreciated that because it's all that changed really in mm -hmm. his wardrobe was just like pull pull those jackets in a little. And so in this scene, did the, did you like notice the table behind him at all before? I thought that maybe there I noticed that there was a table, but I didn't notice like, you were, anyone yeah, at it. Background. I thought I thought it might be um, like other like another girl that he would like get distracted by or something like that. Who yeah. <laughs> oh my ward? <laughs> yeah, like, or, yeah, I thought it would be of the same importance as the girl who's mm -hmm. making eyes at him. So, like, maybe some... Do you what? think the bartender's kind of hitting on him, too? I was wondering um, if if that was, that was happening. <laughs> I don't know. She maybe was she, friendly. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I was just more curious if he was going to go, try to go there based off her friendliness. But he doesn't, He's really. such a dick. He makes her, Linda. he's like, oh no, you don't have to come to the bar, Linda. You go, you go on ahead and upstairs. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 no. And do you think that he has already been cheating on her? Um, I mean, who knows? It's been a year. We missed a lot of time with Lester. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're in Vegas. And so I could see it being a lot more of like, oh, I could... I can make this happen yeah. without getting getting <laughs> caught in Vegas or like if, you know, they were to be doing a vacation or something somewhere else. Where's he going to go with this girl? Well, I guess if she has a room, I guess he can go to her room. Yeah. Um, but. What a creep. But yeah, maybe, maybe not so much in place that he lives mm -hmm. where, where it could circle back. Might also be an escort. She might just be an escort making eyes at him trying to make some money. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah. Then, um, and sense. I really expected him to turn around and, like, see Lester. I thought this episode ended a little bit differently than it did. Mm. But we'll get there next week. Okay. Um, and uh, I just love to see Lester, like, uh, knock down a peg. <laughs> just by seeing Lauren. Also... He looks gray with gray hair, and thank God there is no hair <laughs> on his forehead. It's pushed back, yeah. and it looks fantastic. Especially bangless. <sighs> I was, it was stressing me out. I can't tell you. <laughs> forehead was getting sweaty every time his bangs were on. Um, you like him better as a silver fox? He looks great. Mm -hmm. He looked really good there. Um, he, yeah, he was... 
And we just get a side profile of him, I think, right? We don't actually get, like, a head-on shot. Yeah, I think it's just the side. Mm -hmm. But we get, like, a, a better angle of him than I think Lester does. Yeah. Um, Definitely closer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Lester does see him, for sure. So he's thinking, he kind of turns back away from... And I don't know if it's concern on his face, or what would you what would you call it? It... it I would say it's like uh, the seeing a ghost face, yeah. you know, like something that you just never thought you would encounter again. Like you thought that was in the past and now you're going to have to like reckon with it. And I think there's a little bit of, yeah, maybe like, oh, this is a, a potential hole in the, um, in the framing that I set up, you know, or, but Lorne helped him mm -hmm. become this person. Yeah. And it seemed like Lorne wanted this for him. Like, I also, in the advice that he was yeah. giving him, it seemed like he wouldn't be necessarily upset with who Lester's become. But maybe he would be. I yeah. mean, he does have a different... Does Lorne ever... Speaking, of, speaking again of, like, Lorne's weird, chaotic, like, morals, um, does Lorne actually find out that... Lester's the one who sold him out to rent numbers, or does he just... No, because he goes to the realty place and just gets all the info from that guy, right? Yeah, maybe he... I don't know if he finds out that Lester's the one who told him. I... It would be, I think, easy enough for him to, to guess, Put it though. together. But, see, that's what I'm wondering, is, like, what... Like, I wonder if, it, if he did know that Lester was the one who sold him, I wonder if... Why would he not have like gone straight to Lester and murdered him? That's true. You know, <laughs> yeah. Unless he just likes Lester, which that really is what kind of started this. He just decided to help Lester out, help quote unquote Lester in the first episode. You know. Do you think that Lorne <laughs> even thinks about Lester? Man, see, that's why I want to like, watch you, the next episode. Do you think cause... that like he forgot all about his time in Midgey, like <laughs> the second that he left? <laughs> Like, he's in Duluth and just, like, he's not, Midgey was. He doesn't seem like the person who looks back a lot yeah. fondly on <laughs> I also, his I'm, travels. I'm curious what his name is now mm -hmm. and um, what what job he's on. I want to I wanna know, like, his new identity. Oh, fuck. That's why I wanted to watch the next episode. Well, you can't because we do this one at a time, know, Cody. God damn it. No god jumping it. ahead. Um... <laughs> And yeah, yeah, so I guess it's just, you know, maybe maybe he Lester feels worried that like he feels like he's um you know, like uh betrayed mm -hmm. Lorne by like he remembers that and thinks, Oh, if I ever saw Lorne again. I didn't really think of that though, specifically. Yeah, I wonder if he even knew that Lorne was alive. Well, maybe he saw him in the newspaper. You know, yeah, maybe. I would also like to reiterate as well, even though I said at the beginning that you did actually gasp when you saw him. I did. Which I thought that was great. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for some Boom. trivia, we got another... I already read the, the two other notes of trivia as we were mm -hmm. going through, but the, we got our title trivia. The title refers to the Sorites Paradox, also known as Paradox of the Heap. A typical formulation of this paradox involves a heap of sand from which grains are individually removed. Under the assumption that they are removing a single grain does not turn a heap into a non-heap, 
The paradox is consider what happens when the process is repeated enough times. Is a single remaining grain still a heap? Or are even no grains at all a heap? So, you know, we we get this yeah. in the in the episode. I had I didn't read it until just now. Um but I don't think that it works as well with like the file room. Yeah. Well, because I mean, that room is still like it could still be labeled file room and someone's like, This is where we're gonna put the files. Yeah. And that's the file room, you know? Um whereas I think when you have those words that denote like um a cluster of something. Yeah. Like you can't have a murder of crows with just one crow. But what if if in terms of the file room labeled the file room, what if there was say I there was sand here and I took a sign and wrote this is a heap, put it there and then removed all the sand. Would you call that a, so would you call that a heap where the sign is? Well, I'm I'm what I'm saying is I feel like <laughs> it doesn't work with the room and it doesn't work with the cemetery as well because those are places. Yeah. It's not like it's not a, heap. A, a pile of bodies <laughs> yeah. is not a pile if you just have like is One two body. is two bodies a pile? <laughs> you got me. <laughs> this I is think, a paradoxical paradoxical think, part. But I think I think it I don't think it's a paradox. I think there's an answer. And I feel like it's like a certain ratio. <laughs> three or bodies? Like, I think three bodies That's could be a pile. pile. Of bodies. Yeah. But I mean For I don't instance, know. those three people that you murdered in real life. Yes. When you piled them up. Mm-hmm. That, pile. that pile over there? Yeah. <laughs> I um, see the lump in the, in the garden. <laughs> I mean, you could say, like, uh, like piled on or whatever. But um, And so I think that a, a heap of sand, you probably could, like, do a side-by-side of, like, images of <laughs> how many grains of sand and, like, one grain, not a heap, right? Yeah. But see, also, I think it's also in terms of size as well, because if you have three bodies, that's a heap of bodies. Would you call that a heap? No. But not three grains of sand? You wouldn't call that a heap? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's sort of like, uh, it's, it's about expectations as well. You know, like, uh, a heap of bodies, I think you need less because you don't really expect there to be so many bodies. <laughs> I've said the word heap too many times in the past five minutes. I don't like it. Let's get past this. Um, I don't know. I would say, like, maybe, like, ten grains of sand. Like, I think you need to get, um, a, like, a... a forming cu- factor? Yeah, I think you need, like, pyramid, a, a, little, a little bit of, like, a pyramid shape. Where there's a little bit at the top, and... You want... I need a higher point than the rest. Three grains down, and that the second and third grain. Well, like be in the in, in our pile of bodies, you know, <laughs> like you you stack three bodies on top of each other, and you have a point, you and then you yeah. have all around the edges is lower. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I need for a heap. So now, if you were to make a log cabin out of bodies, that's not a heap. <laughs> that's a structure. <laughs> all right, God damn it. So, okay. Um, so we're, we're not doing favorite lines anymore because we yeah, we've read them all as we go. So let's, that used to be a segment in the first stupid seven episodes. God, we were so dumb back then. So dumb. But hey, best death. We got one this week. Um, what's your, what's your best death? What do you think? Um, the death of the 
murder case <laughs> in Bill's eyes. Yeah, it's still it's on life support with with Molly as a feeding tube. <laughs> it's. I care way more about that than this yeah. unnamed police officer. But yeah. it wasn't cool. The death of Molly's virginity. <laughs> she was a little virgin. She was so innocent before mm. Gus grimly ruined her. Mm. <laughs> um, Took her innocence. Yeah. The death of, um, I don't know, good drink pairings on taco night. Oh, the death of the Sudanese, Tihir's Sudanese family. Oh, yeah. That was a bunch of deaths. Do you think Australia. it was Lord Malvo that came into him. his, yeah. his <laughs> village? He's like, he's he just... this guy with bangs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back with gray hair and killed, <laughs> killed more of my village. <laughs> okay. And uh, we forgot to do our, our nominees ahead of time for MVP. Oh. Um, yeah, who's, who, who we got this episode? I think that Bill was once again quite entertaining during this episode. <laughs> Didn't we already give him MVP last week? We did. He Fuck can't that. get it again. I think Uncle Molly. Molly again? She gets two MVP. She's she's been awarded before. Or right? do you think maybe maybe Gus can get MVP for finally like being most in a suitable career? MVP most valuable postal worker. <laughs> <laughs> MVPW. <laughs> he doesn't do much else in this episode though. He did bring home the tacos, he, but he forgot the red sauce. He brings Molly flowers and. Uh, is nice to a person that deserves it. And I think that's more than we can say about most of the other people in the episode. Yeah, how about Gus? Gus, yeah. He's not going to get it for anything else. So he's not getting it for, like, police work. You know he took Molly and credit to the logging festival? That's nice. Yeah. You know, probably got him that all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm -hmm. South Pig Roast, probably. Do you think they went all three days? Yes. All three days for a logging festival? Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> was the logging festival in town or do you have to like go somewhere i think he said they had to go somewhere mm. that'd be a cute little weekend trip yeah but maybe it's in duluth yeah i don't know it's probably in duluth or nearby yeah where all the logs are <laughs> now a heap of logs <laughs> how many logs do you need <laughs> like i don't know three three i think That's three because they're so big yeah <laughs> Because you get three, and they start to form a pyramid. <laughs> I wonder if they built a log cabin at the logging festival. Is there... Uh, Out of bodies. No be. logs. I was watching um, a Hallmark Christmas movie where this, like, lodge looked like giant plastic logs. Like, the ones that you would actually play with <laughs> to make a log cabin. Like, this seems really fake. Why would you... Why would you go for the log cabin look, but make it look... <laughs> Like plastic, plastic wood that's like way too big. Anyway, um, so yeah, Gus, Gus Grimley. Gus Grimley, there you go. Real quick before we wrap it up, do you mind if I do my impression, my impression of uh, of um, oh, we got I, my impression of Lester ordering a drink at the bar. Go for it. I'm gonna do already. So I'm holding menu. Mm-hmm. This is for the audio listener. Mm-hmm. Holding menu, I put on my glasses. Say, I want something dangerous. I'll take a blood and see. Is that Billy Wild Thornton? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> is, that, is that Billy Wild Thornton? 
I knew I shouldn't have let you <laughs> do that. Hey, that's Tiffany clapping. You hear that? That's her clapping Woo! for me. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap on the yeah. Fargo discussion. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, stay tuned after the bells if you want to hear what little we've been consuming outside of Fargo mm -hmm. this week. And uh, next week we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 9, A Fox, A Rabbit, and A Cabbage. I don't want to know what that title's all about. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FargonPod. You can email us at FargonConclusionPod at gmail.com. If you have something nice or terrible to say, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find me on Instagram at ShamePrayer and listen to my band Bold Villain on all streaming platforms. And you can find me on Twitter at TEAflow or check out my website, TiffanyFlowers.co. And until next week, don't try to cheat on your chili-making wife in Las Vegas with your super cool Salesman of the Year award. That's a long <laughs> one. <laughs> I will see what I can do about that. <laughs> bells, bells, bells. Ah, uh, yeah, so we don't have that much. This is going to be a quick one probably, right? Yeah. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Mm, I guess I'll go first. Maybe we should alternate on that. Sure. All right. Bells, bells, bells. Bells, bells, bells. Alright, so I'm watching Christmas movies still, and I still haven't gotten around to like recording stuff on it, but I think I'm gonna, I think that's gonna happen today, and I'm gonna try to do 12, like 12 days of Christmas. Holy shit. Um, but I have watched two Hanukkah movies, which were pretty good. Hanukkah movies? I didn't even, well, I guess. Eight Crazy Nights, what'd you watch? <laughs> it was Eight Gifts of Hanukkah, was oh the one that came out this year, and then last year was Love Lights Hanukkah with Ben Savage. Oh, wow. Yeah. In that one, this girl takes a, a <laughs> DNA test, you know, to get her, like, ancestry. And she turns out to be 50% Jewish. <gasps> she was shock. A, She was adopted. And her best friend is like, I would have never guessed. I'm like, really? This person she looks like Jewish. they could... <laughs> not super Jewish, but, like, definitely could be Jewish. Like, not, not a surprise. Not like a... Um, like, blonde hair and, like, you know, a Scandinavian-looking person getting, um, ending up being, being Jewish, so. So does she go, does, like, she go crazy, go nuts on Hanukkah? Um. To celebrate it for the first time? Yeah, she's, like, really big on Christmas, because that was what her mom, who had just recently, her adoptive mom, just recently passed, and so she's going extra hard on Christmas to, like, cope, and so now she's like, well, am I cheating on Christmas if I'm like <laughs> into Hanukkah. Hanukkah now, you know? And, but, um, cool. I like, I like the emotional, emotional beats of, of that one. Yeah. I think both of those really went hard on the family stuff, which was good. But the <laughs> acting in the Love Lights Hanukkah was very terrible. Very, oh, very I, I thought you were about to say good and I was going to doubt you. I mean, it's all on a scale, <laughs> right? Like my brother was watching one with me and he was comparing them all. And I'm like, well, that's a little bit better than this one. But you know, none of these feel quite, um, I don't know. I don't know what, what's a non Hallmark movie. What would you call that? Like, good? like it's not, they're not always good, but they're, better <laughs> typically i don't know i don't know what makes them better or worse did you ever see that one hallmark movie that will ferrell and kristen wig did no no it's not a holiday movie 
so I don't know if you give oh, a shit. Yeah. But I remember they made a they made a movie for Hall, the Hallmark Channel. I only weird. I only do like Hallmark movies for Christmas. uh for Christmas. Yeah. I don't know something about the, the non Christmas ones just not not interested. I think that a big part of it is the visuals of the Christmas decor. <laughs> like in um, Princess Switch, I mentioned last week, right? Um, Everyone knows that. <laughs> Wasn't it number three or something? Also? Yeah, the second and third ones take place in like palaces and every single room has at least one Christmas, Christmas. tree, if not like four Christmas, Christmas trees. <laughs> and like, I love that. I want like, I don't know. I just want to see lights and garland everywhere. And because I don't... I don't do that in my own home, so <laughs> I just need it on the TV screen, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they're always, you know, the the love and the magic of Christmas always, always saves the day. I love being able to guess the plot, like, immediately. And if I, if it takes me a little bit longer, if I don't guess the plot, then I'm like, ooh, what a good one, you what know? What a twist. <laughs> yeah. um, I watched, um, one of the better ones was... Next Stop Christmas, which had um, Christopher Lloyd and the, the mom from Back to the Future, where this girl goes on a train and it takes her 10 years into the past for the Christmas where she, like, the last Christmas she remembers being good. And so she has to learn, um, you know, about what, what she needs to change. Oh it was time travel Christmas. It's great. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, like it's the the DeLorean version of a train, or the train version of a DeLorean. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. That was God. fun. I didn't know. I was like, is are her actions going to have an impact on the future or not? Who knows what's going to happen? You know, is she just going to learn a lesson and then have to apply it? Don't you want to know? Aren't you curious? Um, otherwise, I've. I've caught up um, on Insecure, which is a very, very funny show. Have Have you seen it? Um, I haven't. No, I haven't watched it. It's with um, what's her name? Issa Rae. Rae. Yeah. Is it Issa? Issa. Oops, sorry, Issa. Um, <laughs> no, no, I should. They're in the final season. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it. I've seen some people that are a little bit yeah. frustrated with it, but at the end of the day, I think it's just like a really funny show. Is it better than Girls? I've only seen one episode of Girls. Oh, don't watch it. Um, but it's... I liked Girls, too. Issa Rae is really, is really funny. Yeah. She's, she's a, a comedian, so I think that, you know, that, that shines through, and it's, uh, it's fun. Hmm. I don't have any specifics, uh, to, to say on, on that, but... Yeah, not much going on this week. Yeah. What you, you got your Christmas movies. I totally paid attention to everything you said about... Well, what was Next Stop Christmas about? Christopher Lloyd. I heard that part. <laughs> Time-traveling train! <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> Look, oh and I God. only told you about, like, half, less than oh half of the movies. That's fine. But, yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, you gotta listen to Tips of the Season. To... It is such a good name. Yeah, thank you. you gotta do it. Yeah. Get out there. Um... Which, I mean, by the time this releases, it will be, like... Yeah, they're already up. You can <laughs> you can uh, get started on them early <laughs> for <laughs> next year's Christmas. Um, God. Are you going to talk about your... 
I don't have much. I didn't do any. I slept all week. Cause what I was the work. UFC fight that you, you cared UFC about? watched the UFC last night. It was fucking bullshit. Who was um, Justin fighting? Poirier, uh, Justin Poirier and Charles Oliveira for the lightweight title. You know them, right? Totally. <laughs> Justin Poirier lost. He was my dude. Last time I did UFC with Cody, I just like zoned out yeah. the entire time until people stopped talking about UFC and then I was like oh great I I can say something <laughs> talk about Christmas movies <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it's just bullshit I lost four dollars um I found out one thing that I, was interesting this week is my mom it, she keeps getting hooked on different TV shows mm -hmm. she, but she like she just finished Superstore mm -hmm. which is a great show so the last season kind of sucks mm. but uh, I don't know why I've had trouble like like, it's funny when I'm watching it, but just one that, like, just as soon know. as I, like, step away from it, I, like, I don't... I mean, you're not missing too much. It's not, like, the best show but ever. But everyone... I don't it's know. Good. When a lot of people are talking about something, I just want to be in on the conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, so at, since my mom finished Superstore now, she started watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Does she like it? Is she, is she committed? I don't know. She she I think she tried it, and she told me she... But, like, I watched a couple episodes with her. Like, from season two, and, like... Is she watching man, from the beginning? I think she watched some of season one, and I just put on season two, just because oh, I, okay. uh, I wanted to see... I wanted her to see with uh, Danny DeVito in it. Mm. And he shows up in season two. Gotcha. But, man, there it's... Season two is so much more tame than what how it, that show fucking became. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking about her watching, because I, I was like, maybe we should watch the Christmas special. But then I was like, no, because <laughs> there's... Have like, you seen all of it? No. Mm. A lot of it. Okay. Because, um, you know, it, I kind of pop in and out. Yeah. But like the Christmas special, there's a whole thing where Charlie, Charlie like, bites Santa Claus behind. <laughs> He's like, you fucked my mom <laughs> in the middle of the department store. Oh, man. And yeah, just like, I can't imagine her liking Frank Reynolds down the line. Mm. Does she like him now? <laughs> I, th I think. She's mm. just trying to find a good new show to watch. Mm, interesting. Um, I got my parents to watch Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she liked that too. Um, and they were really into it. Mm -hmm. And they had a party last night with all their friends. And <laughs> they told everyone. About Queen's Gambit. <laughs> Queen's Gambit. <laughs> but they had, they had to get me to tell remind them what the title was. <laughs> um, and then and my dad was like, Oh yeah, now now Tiffany's got us binging the crown. I'm like, oh, what are episode they? are you on? He's like two. <laughs> like, binging it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All the way to two. I put it on. Did you like the crown? I I've seen um like three seasons. I like yeah. it, but every time it goes off, I'm like, okay. Same as Superstore, where you just kind of like cat side down. Yeah, I really have. <laughs> I have a hard time with binging. Is the correct method for me? Like yeah. I want to start something and just go like all the way through when I get um, book series from the library, I'll get just the first book to see if I like it. And then I immediately go buy all the other books oh, and it really curbs, you know, like it um, makes getting stuff from the library for free kind of pointless. Um, oh, fuck. But yeah, I think, I think the crown is good and I'm curious. I haven't seen any of Olivia Coleman. I hear they did Princess Diana kind of dirty in the new season. Mm. I don't know, though. Okay. I don't know shit about the royal family. <laughs> I... Uh, and, I was going to say uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, though. I really want to see uh, Last Night in Soho. Oh, yeah. The new Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. That's Edgar Wright's good. good. Yeah. She has such a weird face, but she's so hot. Have you seen Emma? Emma? No. 
Mm-hmm. What's that? Is that it's, her? Yeah. She's, um, it's a, a Jane Austen uh, adaptation. But she's she's the main person in it. So if you want to watch it, I'm pretty sure I bought it. Oh, I'll that's, buy- that's the one with the time-traveling train, right? No. Christopher Lloyd. No. <laughs> this is, Emma is, um... <laughs> Clueless was a like modern adaptation of oh really of uh, Emma, so there you go. You basically know the story. You're good to go. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> she ends up with Paul Rudd in the end. <laughs> oh yeah, Paul Rudd in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you like Clueless or Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion better? Probably Romy and Michelle. Same, same these. Okay, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion or Mean Girls. Mm. That's a tough one, right? I feel like Mean Girls hit right when, I don't know, like at, at some type of like peak for me in that age of... And you were redhead? Were you redhead then? <laughs> Maybe. No, probably not at that time. But I think that, you know, at that age where like you put a movie on and you watch it like a million times, I feel like that maybe hit more at that time frame. <laughs> but Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion was on TV all the time. Like... Yeah. <laughs> And I watched a lot of TV. <laughs> so wait, so. Which, which is it though? Um, okay. Or, you have to pick one. Um, hmm. I will go with Mean Girls, I think. Nice. I think that they're, I don't, I think that uh, Romy Michelle's is a little bit more fun, but there's so many like, um, referential jokes that came from Mean Girls that yeah. that wasn't a thing with Romeo and Michelle. You can't sit with us. <laughs> did, did I buy you the necklace that said you can't sit with us or was that somebody else? I don't think I don't think I have that necklace. Okay. I gave and, it for Christmas. But I love the like somebody. get in loser we're going shopping. Yeah. <laughs> like I apply that to I've applied that to so many things. <laughs> um, I've heard that like um, Gen Z thinks that us millennials are using like too many gifts. What does that mean? On the internet, like oh, oh. like it's like an old person thing to use gifts. gifts. Oh. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> using gifts on the internet? No, oh, um, fuck them. Who gives a shit what they think? And I just it, it just sort of <laughs> makes me think like, is there something kind of particular about like our generation that was like. I'm gonna use movies to like react to things and I love it like even hearing that I'm like yeah I I don't understand at all I don't understand why you would think that that's too much isn't that what they do don't they do the same thing though I don't know memes all the time and shit they're all about memes are they? they pretty sure who do you know that's Gen Z what is Gen Z uh they're like post 2000 I don't know. That's so creepy. I guess they're like, they're becoming adults now. So yeah, probably like 2000, I 2002. I don't know anybody at all. Yeah. I've, I've had the same friends for about 10 years and that's, I just keep like the same eight friends. There you go. Don't change it up. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean you people. Fuck that. <laughs> all right. Um, do you want to talk about Adele? I you forgot about it, that. You put it in the notes. So. I, tr- I, I tried very hard this week to get into Adele. Mm. Had you... I've never listened to her. Oh, okay. I heard her saying did it, that... Did it work? No. No? <laughs> That's pretty much all I wanted to say about Adele. I was just trying to think of stuff that I did this week, and I, I literally sat down and I put on 19, which is her first album. Maybe that's where it went wrong. Mm. Maybe I should listen to a different one. But I just tried, and I was heard, just like, I've eh. heard a lot of good things about 30. 
That, I'm not really a, a music one. person, so <laughs> I don't know. Like, I like the same like five bands. Yeah, I have the same eight bands. Mm-hmm. I don't need to try anything new. <laughs> I just thought I should give her give her a shout because I like really like Amy Winehouse. I like um, I even like Lana Del Rey now, mm. which is weird a weird thing for me. I'm not used to liking Lana Del Rey, so I was like, I'll give Adele a shot, and it just I don't know, it didn't click. Hmm. I'll, I'll keep trying though. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I think you should try the like later later okay. albums. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated on Adele Watch, twenty twenty two. Since we're almost all, there. All twenty twenty two. All right. All right, we well, did I it. I think think we can call it a day. You want to sign us off this time? I don't have a sign off. I don't. You don't want to tell them to suck your balls? No. Okay. That's not our sign off. <laughs> I was proud of that one though. Um. What, did, what was Martha's um, Martha. suggestion about how how Minnesotans say goodbye? I don't know. You don't say goodbye. See you later. <laughs> no, what's that no. from? <laughs> um, I think it's it's about that time. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> it's about that time. <laughs> we hit the old dusty trail. All right, we did it. Yep. Hooray! Stop the recording. That's how we'll end it. Stop the presses! Damn it. <laughs>